Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome to our From the Heart podcast. And today's topic is communication within relationships. My name is William Rivers, and I'm accompanied by my beautiful wife. Uh, hi, I'm Nadia Rivers. Now, communication in relationships. It can be make or break of the relationship or it can be foundation upon building a strong and healthy relationship. Now, we have to maintain a, maintain a line of communication because it opens doors to knowing what's going on in each other's lives, knowing about each other, and knowing what each part in the relationship is going through at certain times throughout the relationship. Communication is, I think I say this about every topic that we discuss, but communication should be on the top of the list. Um, Because in open doors, it connects you with your partner. Like you'll never know what your partner may be going through, and this may be reiterating what you just said, but you never know what your partner may be going through or what this person may be feeling if they don't open up and tell you. Now, communication is a two-way street. A lot of people hear the word communication, and they think it's all about talking. It's all about expressing, which it is. Don't get me wrong. That's the major part. But another part of communication that a lot of people don't realize is listening and when I say listening I just don't mean hearing because we all know we can go through our phases where we may hear something and a few minutes later we can't recall what the information was that was given to us because deep down inside we weren't paying attention and it happens in our relationships because we may get so focused on life or you know, if you have kids, you can get focused on your kids. You can get focused on work. You can get focused on anything outside of the relationship and miss those key indicators that your partner is trying to give you in saying, hey, I need to express myself to you. I need to let you know what's going on. So it's not just hearing this person, but actually um, sitting down, paying attention, listening and then acting upon that communication. Because I feel like a lot of times we may feel like um, the person that we're with, I've heard some people say, it's like trying to get through to a brick wall. Like I keep telling you something, I keep telling you something, but it's not doing any good. You're not changing or you're not acting upon what I told you or what I said was bothering you. And so I feel like then the communication becomes null and void. Even though you have this communication, both of you have to be willing to meet at a level playing field and to make the communication beneficial for both people that's involved. So, in other words, what you're saying is it's not just about listening, but actually understanding your partner's point of view, offering support, and letting that person know, hey, I'm here, I'm gonna, I'm, I got your back. What are you going through? I'm here to help to resolve the issue. So, without communications, I wouldn't know what to support, 
or how to support you or fulfilling your needs. And that's on me because you're telling me what's going on, but it's, it's on me to listen and understand and just feel you out. And I've been doing this, well, we've been going through this for a long time. That because you know, over the past few years, you you done lost some major people in your life. You lost your mom, you lost your grandma, you lost a cousin that you considered a sister. So sometimes I, I walk in, I, I see you down and out, crying or in your own world. But it's on me to come in there and say, babe, what's going on? How can I help you? How can I be the man you need to get you through this process? And anybody can say and do that, but actually listening and understanding what you're going through, being that supportive ear or that shoulder you lean on, that all comes through me communicating with you. Yeah, well, I think grief is 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 a totally different ball of wax, and we'll get into that. Um, you know, I, I do want to talk about grief as well in a future episode because a lot of people don't realize that grief has a major effect on your relationship. And grief is the thing, here's the thing, you know, your partner may handle grief a little bit differently. You you know, you may expect them to open up and tell you what's going on with them, but deep down inside, they're dealing with this situation and they really can't. So that's, you know, like I said, that's a whole other episode. We're going to talk about recognizing the signs of grief, dealing with the signs of grief as a couple, and just offering that support. But, like I said, grief is is totally different. I mean, like, the everyday, you know, something as simple as you leaving clothes all over the floor and it's bothering me, and instead of me coming out and saying, uh, no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me say this before I continue. No, my husband does not leave clothes all over the floor. It was just an example. That's something that I'm grateful that I've never had to deal with. But you know, um, that, that's just my example. And instead of me coming to you as a wife and saying, "Hey, you know, this is bothering me. You know, I don't like you leaving clothes on the floor because I think it's messy," or it makes our house smell or, you know, whatever the case may be. Instead of me sitting down and telling you like, hey, this is bothering me, I choose to ignore you or give you the cold shoulder or we fuss or we fight about it, which in the end doesn't solve the issue. It's easier to sit down, face these problems head on as adults. Therefore, we can figure figure out a solution that not only works for you, but works for me, works for us, and we have a nice day. Word of advice for all couples, married or just dating or boyfriend girlfriend, don't wait until the 10th or 11th time this issue has came up, but attack it from the beginning in the early stages so that way it don't become a major problem. You can nip that thing in the bud soon as possible before it got out of hand and it won't be considered as nitpicking cause you're as my wife you let me know up front hey I don't like that you need to 
get them clothes up right then to throw them in the washing machine. But it all comes down to communicate. Tell me what's going on. What am I doing wrong? Because if I don't know what I'm doing wrong, how can I fix the problem or come up with a solution for it? Or even resolve the problem if I don't know that it's bothering you? Maybe, but then what do you do when you're in a relationship with somebody who does not accept this communication? Because I know a few people uh, right off the top of my head that are dealing with somebody that they feel like no matter what happens, like I cannot talk to this person. I cannot get through to this person. I always, I'm not, I don't condone just leaving the situation or dissolving whatever's going on, but I'm a firm believer in work it out. I mean, keep trying to communicate with the person. Let them know. It's a way of delivering your message so it won't be offensive or hurtful. Well, I say this. To all our male listeners, I feel like sometimes you have to take that ego off the shelf. You have to actually bow down. Not, you know, serve your wife, but actually bow down and put yourself on her level. Like I say, it has to be an equal playing field. To all our female listeners, I say you have to find a way to communicate with your husband. How I communicate with my husband may not be how you communicate and how you get through to your husband. You have to find out what works. But I will say this for everybody listening. When I say communication, communication means speaking kind words to one another. Let me start there. Speaking kind words to one another. And I always say, my grandma told me, I always used to tell me, you can catch more flies with honey or with sugar than you can with vinegar. In other words, in your relationship, you can get more done. You can get more accomplished by being nice to your partner. And even though the subject matter may not be as nice, you know, it may be something that in turn may hurt your partner's feelings. But it's something that, hey, you need to know this because you need to make a change or we need to make a change. We need to be better and do better. But still, even though you're covering this hurtful topic, it's still a way to approach your partner nicely, respectfully. That goes back to the other podcast episode about respect. It's a way to approach them respectfully still get your point across still have that change come forth that you're trying to make and all those are the same thing as our topic communication because if you communicate with each other you learn your partner you learn the things that ticks them off or sets them off or you know the things that you know how to get through to them in a positive way without them getting defensive or offensive so all that ties into communications, learning each other, knowing the things that makes me mad, things that sets my bum off. And I know I used to be, sometimes I may still be, as my wife, I may still be bullheaded and stubborn sometimes. Yes, Lord. Yes, but, Lord. 
you are still a work in progress. And that's okay. Because when I married you and I took the vows that we took in front of our family and friends, I vowed to be there for you every step of the way. And you have made, I will say this, not going to bash you, um, but you have made significant changes <laughs> in the 10 years that we've been together because I remember the you 10 years ago that had the attitude as if I knew everything, I don't want to be told nothing, I'm not going to be told nothing. And I'm not going to change how I'm doing things. And I'm not going to change how I operate <laughs> because how I operate is it, it, the it. You know, so, uh, and I'm pretty sure, you know, not just to point all the fingers in your direction, but I'm pretty sure I've changed as well because I come from a very small, very tight, close-knit family. I, you know, was raised by my mom, my dad, you know, had all these different, different people in my life, and I'm pretty sure, you know, I had my lunch and way of doing things, and that was it, you know. I had never, you know, been in such a substantial relationship, is what I'll say. Um, you know, I had never been married before. You know, had never lived with a guy before. So when I moved out with you, we were in uncharted waters. We was in new territory, something that I don't feel like either one of us really knew anything about. So here we are trying to maintain this relationship excuse me here we are trying to maintain this relationship at the same time we're learning each other we're getting a feel for being somebody's partner being somebody's other half but hey high five because 10 years later whatever we did it worked so you ain't ran me off yet so and like you said we we grew up into completely different atmospheres. Mm-hmm. Me, I grew up around my family. Mom, sisters, nieces, and nephews. So the tournament was always going on in my house. So we were. Let, let's talk about that. Let, let's talk about that. Because I was just sitting here as you were talking, and I was thinking about an example. You know, because when we started this podcast, we wanted to be transparent. We want it to be relatable, if you will. Um, and we want it to give guidance to other people about stuff that we had been through. And that was one of the major issues. Uh, can I talk about it? Sure, talk about it. Okay, I just, you know, I had to make sure it was okay for me to talk about it. Um, but that was one of the major issues when we first got together. Um, even before we were married, when we first moved in together... It was always, you know, somebody at our house. You know, it was always, like you said, the turn up was always at our house. And coming from where I came from, I live with my mom and my grandma and the dog. And it's kind of like, you know, we saw the family on Christmas or birthdays or, you know, Sunday dinner or whatever. But then when I needed my quiet space, it was always quiet time. Everybody went to their separate quarters or their rooms or their whatever, and we did whatever we did. There was never really a turn-up like the turn-up I met when I met you and your family. Now, pause, because I will say this. I love every single last one of my in-laws to death, so don't think just because I, I'm saying this 
that is in any shape, form, or fashion bashing my in-laws. Because I love my nieces and nephews that I inherited when I married you, my sisters, my, you know, everybody. But it was something that I kind of had to get used to. Because he comes from a larger family. And it was always family. But as the girlfriend and then wife in the situation, it was my duty to sit there and say, hey, I'm not feeling this. You know, I'm not used to this. Like, hey, can we... And in turn, I believe we ended up saying, you know, well, maybe we can set times where we can turn up and we can be a part of the fun and the the crowd and the everything. And then there's times also when he knows that his wife needs her peace and quiet. And I get that. But the only reason why I get that is because I sat there and I thought enough of you to say, hey, I'm not feeling this. Can we talk about this? Is this, this can't always be this way. It's not what I'm used to. It's not what I like. Um, you know. And again, that goes to communication. Because if you never would have told me that. Or brought to my attention. Hey, I'm not used to this. Then. If you not if you had not have told me. That you wasn't happy. That this was bothering you. That this is something you're not used to. I wouldn't have known. So that, like I said, that just goes back to our topic, communications. You have to let each other know what's going on. Because if you don't, the other partner don't know how to rectify it or even know it's bothering you to know that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that just makes the relationship stronger by letting each other know what's going on. So, do you remember? It was, a, it was an issue. I don't even... You know, this is how minute that it was. This is how unfazed we were by it. Because here we are, maybe eight, nine years later. And I don't even remember. That's, you know what? And I hate to say it like that, but sometimes we narrow down and we nitpick on stuff that's so irrelevant. I mean, I remember the issue we were just talking about. But the next example I was going to give, I don't even remember what we were fussing about. I remember we were at my, uh, then was my mother's house. We were at my mother's house and I was upset. I was crying. And it was something along the lines of, <sighs> like, guys, I, I legit don't remember. I remember we had a conversation on my mother's front porch and I was telling you how bullheaded you were, how you don't listen to me, how do you do you remember? I remember the I Do remember, you remember like do you remember this occasion? Like I, I don't even remember the issue. I don't remember the issue neither but I remember the occasion. I remember standing out there talking to you and I was telling you like, oh my God, I've never met somebody so bullheaded in my life. You don't listen. You know, I'm a part of this relationship as well, so my input matters. And I I think I threatened to leave. I think that was one of the times that I was like, you know what? If you don't get it together, I'm out the door. (laughs) You know, I can't can't take it no more. I'm out the door. 
and you kind of, I remember you coming to me and you were like, oh my God, I've never had anybody sit down and tell me that before. I probably am, you know, bullheaded and stubborn, but I've never had anybody to tell me that before. And you were like, please don't leave me. You know, I'm going to do better. And that's the thing. When you sit down and you have these conversations with your loved one, then that gives them the opportunity to do better, to be better. Because my thing is, people are not going to change what they don't feel like is broken. (laughs) Amen to that. I mean, you can't fix something if you don't think it's broken in the first place. And that's where the communication comes in. Because if you tell me, like, hey, this is going on, or, you know, I'm not feeling this, or even if you, something I had to notice too, that you guys, my husband, my husband has the brightest ideas. And I say that because coming into the relationship, I was the wife. I knew everything about the house. I knew everything about cooking. He wasn't gonna tell. He wasn't gonna come into the kitchen and tell me how to cook nothing. Cause as far as I was concerned, that was my domain. And as he said in the other episode, our first argument was about how to cook eggs. But once again, the kitchen is my space. Don't come in here and try to tell me how to run my space. I'm not gonna tell you how to run your space. But at the end of the day, when you walk into our front door, it's our space. And you don't know everything as well as I don't know everything. And that's one of the things that I really love and appreciate about my husband because he has these ideas. And even when I'm stuck, like even when I'm working on my books or if I'm doing my homework or whatever, and I cannot figure it out, the first person I turn to is my husband because my husband has these little these little light bulbs. Like I can just see the light bulb go off. And he has these little ideas. And I'm like, bro, that is crazy. That ain't going to work. But as soon as I do it or I try it, it's like, oh, snap. He was right. So don't be afraid. And I I say all that to say. You have to be able to do two things. Males, females, whatever. You have to be able to do two things. The first of which is you have to be able to admit when you're wrong. And along with admitting when you're wrong, you have to be able to say, I'm sorry. And I don't know what it is about them two little words, but people act like you be cutting their toes off when they have to say, I'm sorry. It's the hardest thing ever. But I will say this about those words are those words are I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Don't just say it to make your wife happy. Say it because you understand you understand the error of your ways. You understand what you've done wrong. And you're really sorry. And you don't plan on doing those things again. That's the same God. That's the same thing with repenting. When we tell God, our Father God, we're sorry. We're, I know I'm wrong. I'm not going to do this thing tomorrow. We, we tell him we're not going to do those things again. And we're, we're supposed to mean that. So that's the same with relationships. When your wife comes to you, communicating to you about what's going on, about what you've done wrong or what she don't like, what's going on. I mean, if you sit back and, and you truly understand and you feel you've done wrong, then you apologize. Then you say you're sorry. 
Don't just say it to be saying it, because if you're just saying it just to be saying it, you truly haven't gained anything from that. And most nine times out of ten, you're going to do it again. It just takes a lot of understanding. You have to kind of take yourself out of your mindset and out of your positioning to kind of understand where the other person is coming from. And that that, that leads me right into the, the number two thing on my list. The number one thing was knowing and accepting when you're wrong and being able to say sorry. That's the number one thing. And the number two thing is you have to know you aren't always right. And I say that. Amen. You aren't always right. And along with that, you know, it's going to come times when just like our cooking egg scenario, you're not wrong either. Like I said in the past podcast, yes, two plus two equals four, but three plus one equals four also. But you guys have to keep the lines of communication open. And because I um I read a quote online today, um, and it said that communication is like oxygen to life. Without communication, your relationship dies. When you can no longer open up and and express yourself, express your feelings, your point of views, your relationship dies. Right? And let me say this. Guys, women, girls, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you don't feel what your partner's telling you is right, you feel you're not wrong, Ask your partner, why do you feel I'm wrong? And partner, don't be afraid to tell them why. Because that gains, that makes them understand. Okay. Like I, I mean, we keep going back to the egg situation. But, like my partner said, my wife said, if she put the cheese on after the eggs cooked, you still got cheese and eggs. If I put the cheese in before I cook the eggs, we still got cheese and eggs. So, like I said, no one's wrong, but it's more than one way to cook the cheese and eggs. So, like to ask the questions, or not just that, but with any situation in life, if your partner come to you and tell you, hey, this not right, and you don't, you you know you've done like this all your life, and you don't know no other way. Ask why is this not right? But guess what though? In the process of asking why this isn't right, when or questioning, you're communicating. And people, when you get asked these questions, because it's going to be asked, because you or your partner's not the same, y'all didn't grow up the same, y'all don't have the same mindset, that's what makes each and every one of us individuals. So please don't get your butt on your shoulders, as the old people used to say, and get upset or get your feelings hurt because you're being asked questions. Take it as a learning experience. I wake up every day 
And I look forward to the little moments where my husband can teach me. I feel like if you can wake up every single day and you don't learn anything, your whole day was wasted. You should be able to learn from each other. You should be able to grow together. And above all else, communicate. And I know it's hard for some people to open up. And it's hard for some people to talk. I mean, even when I first started this idea of making a podcast, I was terrified because I was like, oh my God, these episodes are going to be at least 30 minutes to an hour long. Am I able to sit up and talk to somebody for that long? And then at that, you know, a lot of our listeners are complete strangers, people we've never met. Um, So are, are we able to relate our topics to these people? So you can imagine me stepping out on faith to start this podcast. But the person you're in a relationship with, you know them. You see them. You know their ins and outs. There's no reason that you should be afraid to talk to somebody. And there's no... Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that there's no reason that you should walk around feeling some type of way. Because guess what? When you hold these feelings in, when you don't express yourself, then you're stressed. You're adding all this built-up animosity, all this... Um, built up pressure to your relationship because the fact of the matter is your relationship should be your safe haven. I tell people all the time it's enough crime, drama, craziness going on out in the world. You should find peace. You should find comfort. You should find joy in your relationship. I agree. And throughout this communication process you gotta make sure that your partner knows that they can come to you and tell you these things that's going on. You can't always, and I'm guilty of this, ready to bite your partner's head off or chop them down when they come at you telling you, well, trying to tell you what's going on. Because when you do that, that makes the person not even want to come and talk to you or communicate with you because they're scared or thinking that they're going to be attacked. You're not guilty of that. I will say this. You used to be guilty of that. But after a few good talks and, you know, me sitting down and expressing yourself, myself rather, you've gotten better. And then, you know, too, I have to reevaluate self because when I feel some type of way or I feel like something is going on, you know, I can't come at you crazy. You know, I can't come at you nagging, right, 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 well, you did this, you did that, and you need to fix this, and you ain't no good, right? You can't. You can't. You can't. And that's something that you have told me, like, hey, babe, you know, do you have to talk to me so harsh? Do you have to curse at me? Do you have to, you know, and that's what I'm guilty of. Because, I guess, in a mindset, I felt like my husband should have been perfect. I felt like you should know how I feel. You, but see the thing is, I married a man. I didn't marry Jesus. I didn't marry a mind reader. I didn't marry a perfect man. There is no perfect man. Whoever's listening to this, the man or the woman that you're with is not perfect. Don't expect them to be. They're gonna be flawed and they're gonna make mistakes. 
But at the same time, you need to be willing to meet that partner halfway and let them know. Like my husband had to tell me, because like I said, I, I was really, really guilty of just coming at him sideways about stuff. And like I said, in my mind, I feel let down because I feel like this is stuff that you should have knew about. Like, I shouldn't have to tell you this stuff was my mindset. So, of course, when it came out my mouth, it was like a sword and it stabbed you each and every single time. And in turn, when you feel this pain of the sores that just came out of my mouth, now you're upset, you're hurt, you're in your feelings. We're sleeping on two opposite sides of the bed or we're not talking to one another. And that's never healthy for a relationship. But I have found that when I do feel like, hey, I need to tell you something or something is wrong, when I can come to you and say, hey, can we sit down and talk? You know, thank you for, you know, cleaning the bathroom up the other day. Um, I really appreciated it, but you didn't put any toilet paper in it. You know, that's the guest bathroom. We need to keep toilet paper in there. Right. And that goes over so much better than, for example. Now, what was wrong with you? Why you didn't put no toilet paper in there? You know people got to use the bathroom. You need to put toilet paper in there. You a grown man. I shouldn't tell you to put toilet paper in the bathroom. Because even then, guys, like, I wish this was a, a, a vlog, a video vlog. Because even then, even though it was an example, my husband clammed up. Like, he was ready to be like, he was shutting down on me. Literally. And I hope you guys can recognize the examples between the two. <clears throat> because the first one, he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Let me go ahead and get this toilet paper. Every time afterwards, he's going to be like, let me get the toilet paper. Let me get the toilet paper. The first, the second one, he's kind of like, uh-uh. Got a wrinkle on my forehead. I ain't said nothing this girl talking about. She going to get that toilet paper herself. Who she thinks she talking to was probably what was going through his head. Who she thinks she talking to? Look how clean the bathroom. Because the thing is, we have to realize we're not parents. Well, you may be a parent. You're not you're the person you're with parent. Right. You know, and it's a lot easier to sit down and express yourself calm, cool, and collective than it is fussing, you know, flying all out the handle. Then, like I say, now he mad, now you mad, now you got to fix that. Then you got to fix the issue that caused that. That's a lot of energy. It is. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm lazy when it comes to my relationship. I, not lazy. <laughs> but I say I'm lazy because I'd rather just come at you the first time, get it done, and be done. Like, I don't want to fly off the handle no more. And that's been me. That has been me. That has been me. And I don't want to fly off the handle no more. Then, like I say, I got to take some energy to apologize, come back, kiss your boo-boo, make it all better. Okay, now that's fixed. Now we got to go back and talk about putting the toilet paper in the bathroom. <laughs> that's too much. 
you know, I'm about to touch on something that it may it may reach you or it may not reach you. But relationships are between two people. Communication should be between those two people. So, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, none of those platforms are part of a relationship. Not even... Oh, and we do have a podcast episode coming up on Outside Forces. Um, But not even social media. Yeah, we do live in an age of social media, but not even social media. There's this thing called a telephone where you feel like you got to get on it and call your daddy or call your mama or your sister or your whatever. You know, and it... I'm sorry. Continue. But, but I just wanted to add that into what you were saying because social media ain't the only demon when it comes to destroying relationships. Right, and I, I was about to say those things too, but I'm glad oh, you I'm said sorry. it. you good. You're good. We, we know each other. That's our relationship. You can feel in. You know what I'm thinking. So... And I'm not going to go deep into those outside forces, but I'm just going to say, in communications, your problems is between you and your you and your spouse or you and your boyfriend or girlfriend, however it may be. Y'all need to handle y'all problems. Y'all need to come communicate with each other and not with everybody else. Because now, everybody else got their opinion. And they're going to be communicating to you, feeding you things, telling things in your ear or in your inbox or However, they may communicate these things to you. So now they're fueling your fire. Oh, absolutely. Making you even matter at your the person you're with. And the person you're with don't even know what's going on because you ain't came you ain't with them yet. You don't want to tell everybody else, but they don't know what's going on. They the person in the house. They're the person in the house with you. How fair is that? Everybody doesn't know what's going on. But the person you with don't. And that's the thing, you know, when it comes to communication, it is definitely, definitely um, a direct line. Like, you know, your problems, your issues should stay in in your relationship. It's it's a giver and it's a receiver. I'm going to give you the problem. I'm going to give you what I need to communicate. You're going to receive it. And likewise, you're reciprocated back when you need, you know, I say that to say, it's not, ain't no call waiting, ain't no three-way calling, this ain't no group chat, you know? Right. <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. The communication is between you and the person you're in a relationship with. Over 10 years of a relationship, five years of marriage, I have found out that this relationship has been run so much smoother and so much easier because we keep our problems within ourselves. We work our problems out within you and within me. Right. You know, and I, I came into it a little cautious and my mama used to tell me, girl, he got sisters. You better be careful of them sisters. <laughs> you know, but I can't say this about my husband. No matter what has went down, you know, he's never run to his sister's bad mouthing me. You know, he's never went discussing our relationship or our sexual issues or, you know, whatever the issue may be. 
it was never discussed outside of the four walls of our home and between him and me. And it makes it easier to work out your problems because then guess what? You got the main players. You know, you ain't got no outside forces trying to contribute because like you say, you know, then you can think with a clear mind. It's okay. This is what he said. This is how I feel. I'm going to take these two items and we either going to work it out. We're going to go our separate ways. We're going to do whatever. But then when you start having these outside forces, then it's kind of like, all right, this is how I feel. This is what he said. This is what they told me. This is what she told me. And you got all of this stuff to try to consider. And a lot of times, when, you know, I'm going into this, this future podcast episode, but a lot of the times people don't even realize, but people will tell you stuff because they're jealous of what you have. Misery absolutely indeed loves company. And I was told when I got married, and I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Miss Rhonda Dove told me, dear friend of you know my dad's and, and other family. She told me, when you get married, you associate with married people. You can't sit there and call on somebody who's not married for marriage advice. I'm just saying. But that that that's that's something for a future episode. We still in all off course. We 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 gotta get back to communication. And that, that's what this podcast episode was about. But I love, I will say this. I love this podcast and I love um doing it every week and I love talking about it because I feel like relationships and love is something that we can talk about so easily because it, it's easy for us. It hasn't always been easy for us. But here it is, 10 years into this thing, and it's gotten easier. Right. So. So, um, my last thought would be keep, make sure you keep an open line of communication between your spouse, your mate, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Keep those lines open. Make yourself approachable so your partner feel comfortable communicating with you and with those things being done you have a long lasting relationship mm-hmm. I agree well I guess since she said your last thought I guess I'll put my last thought and we'll, we'll end it for now until next week and it's so sad because I mean I was like he told me it's Thursday and I was like man already and now I feel like you know the podcast has flown by. We've been on it for about 43 minutes now, um, which is a little bit longer than our normal episodes because we normally try to shoot for about 30 minutes, but I don't feel like I've been talking for 43 minutes. Me neither. Personally, like I'm ready to talk some more, but I'll save it for next Thursday. Um, I guess I, I just want to end with another quote that I found online today, and it says, don't assume your partner knows everything about you or don't assume your partner knows everything you expect from your relationship let him or her know a relationship should be based on communication not assumption with that being said live every day um, learning how to open up learning how to communicate and once again communication 
doesn't necessarily mean you're the one doing all the talking. You may be the one that's receiving. And not only receiving, listening, but acting upon what your partner says. Not just hearing them, because, you know, we get good at that sometimes where somebody will be talking. And it's like, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh. I hear you. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, but at the end of the day, are you really listening and absorbing what this person has told you? Are you really opening yourself up to change? Never be afraid to change, because guess what? Once again, you don't know everything, and you're not always right. Amen. So you have to be able and willing to change. Especially if it's something or somebody that you really, really absolutely care about and see yourself living life with and don't want to live without, you have to be able to change to become this, this, this man or this woman that this person needs you to be. All right. Thank y'all for listening. One, as always, from our hearts to yours. Yep, and we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Uh, next Thursday's topic. Do we have a topic for next Thursday? Um, you can pick what you want to talk about next Thursday. Or I can pick. I got an idea in my mind, but oh, that day I, I picked this topic, so you can pick. Outside influences. So be sure you tune in. Um, be sure to share this podcast with your friends, your family, your Twitter followers, Facebook followers, Instagram followers, whatever. Just make sure you share. Um, as always, you can reach out to us if this podcast touched you. If you heard something in it that you know you want to talk about or made absolutely no sense, whatever way, you can reach out. Search From the Heart Podcast on Facebook. And it's the same cover art as this podcast, so you'll know it's us. You can also reach out to us via email at um, FTH, as in From the Heart, FTH Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. It's FTH Podcast 2020 at gmail.com and we appreciate you guys for listening and we'll talk to y'all next Thursday bye bye